0: show is brought to you by Millennium Link, where talent and digital transformations intersect.
1: Hey, Brett. Hey, Jess. How are you? I am good. How are you? What's going on? Are you getting excited for the holiday? I'm excited. F- uh, not so much. I don't know. I'm not that pumped about Thanksgiving this year. You are, though. I know you've got your big weekend coming up. So I'm really excited for Trader Joe to meet the family and then to meet his mom.
0: Is she coming to your Thanksgiving, too? No, no, no! We're going to visit her on Friday for the weekend.
1: You guys are like that Reese Witherspoon movie for Christmases. Yes, four. Yeah, it's
0: for yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I think it's just like a hard to like. I'm lucky that my parents live literally two hours north. Like it's so hard. So many of my friends are staying here for Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. um, and even with the restaurants, like who knows if they're gonna be open? It's just a lot of like unknown.
1: I think restaurants are open for
0: yeah for right now but in New York there are but I know like LA they were talking about closing on Wednesday yeah at least that's what my roommate said so that you know like I just feel like it's a hard time like there's lots of cases like people are on edge it's just like a really tough time for a lot of people so I know that if even if you're staying in the city like anyone who isn't staying in the city like I totally feel you I know like you know I am excited but like it's also because my parents live so close like I know how lucky I am yeah you
1: are lucky to have your parents close I don't know I'm going to my boyfriend's family's for like the morning for something and then I just wanted him to plan like a big dinner or like something big like I wanted it to be special like for to go to, like, some really nice... He wanted to go to a nice restaurant, but he, like, he didn't want to eat out. And I sort of, like, got so mad. I was like, like, what kind of man are you that can't dine out? Like, I I feel bad about it. Like, I did not mean to go in on him like that and... He's like, well, I don't know if I want to spend Thanksgiving with you then if you're going to be so mean. And I just really I love getting dressed up like I wanted to go out. I wanted to have a big night. But in all honesty, you know, I didn't like obviously reveal this, but I am realizing that no one's going out, actually. And yeah. maybe I shouldn't have been so mean.
0: <laughs> have you been trying to figure out how to better engage with customers digitally, create a web app for stronger online sales or? or trying to redo your backend infrastructure on the cloud while being mindful of data and security, just know that you're not alone as these are some of the many common considerations that organizations of all sizes are going
1: through as we become more digital for survival. In situations like this, it is completely normal that you may want to enlist a specialized partner to take on these projects for you as you go through transition rather than hire people internally, or you may want to do a combination of the both. The good news is, Millennialink is a one-stop shop for you to do both in many of these digital transformation areas. Not only is Millennialink here to provide you with the best talent for your specific organizational needs, as a niche player in the area, they provide project-based services where they will put together the teams and run the projects for your organization and will work with you through strategy, design, development, and launch. Their track record spans many different industries, from government to capital markets, consulting providers, and healthcare. Toronto is a top North American destination for both tech and IT
0: talent. They are also the go-to market for Google, Amazon, Accenture to invest in artificial intelligence research because of its access to tech and engineering talent. So given this, Millennial Link can help you solve your most complex business problems. Beyond that, with the USD to Canadian dollar exchange rate, you are bound to save money by leveraging their services. Hiring projects are not a one-time thing. It's like going to the gym. It's like you would go and get a personal trainer to help you along your health and fitness journey. Reach out to Millennium Link to help consult you through your digital growth journey. Even if you're not ready to get started today, we encourage you to reach out with your questions and find out how they can help you in the future.
1: Now, here's the deal. Now through Christmas for recruiting services, if you use the promo code CAKE, Millennialink will offer a free tech assessment for your business to make sure you are tech competitive. Guys, that is so important. That's my favorite term right now. Are you tech competitive? Are you not? Like, do not fall behind. So give these guys a shout and find out what they can do for you. They can be reached at 647 643 6100 or contact them through their website at www.milleni M I L L E N I L I N K dot com slash contact dash us.
0: Today on the show, we're talking the ongoing battle between the theater business and the Hollywood studios, the newest restaurant COVID pivot, and a Royal Insider is speaking
1: out about the crowd. All right, our Market Minute today, an update on the current state of the theater business. <laughs> That's your favorite topic to cover. As- I've been very interested in following this step by step to see what's going on. So Robin Hood Snacks did a great breakdown of this on their newsletter this morning. So I wanted to highlight it on the show today. You
0: guys, just got me onto Robin Hood Snacks which is a newsletter that's like I was asking her a million and one uh, questions about stocks. And she's like, please stop texting me. Just sign up for this newsletter called Robin Hood Snacks. They break down um, what's going on in the news and how it relates to stock. They do like and pop culture. Yeah, they do
1: like Wall Street X pop culture. So they'll do like yeah, a like, Mean Girls. Yeah, love- they'll break down like the zoom stocks or the work from home stocks and they'll do it in terms of like okay because Regina George was this popularity she's like zoom and like they just do it in like really yeah I love how they
0: relate it it kind of reminds me of skim Mm -hmm. but more so for stocks and I always thought stocks were boring but when you put in the context of like life and be like oh like um, Walmart versus Target do and like they relate it into an example you're like oh okay now I get what they're talking about and now I get why one stock is booming and the other one is tanking.
1: All right. Well, let's stop selling another news outlet and keep people on ours <laughs> still. But anyways, <laughs> here are the stats I pulled out of this for you guys. Theater attendance is down 85% last year. So think if your business was running at 100% in 2019, like whatever your 100% was. And now it's only running at, uh, oh my God, my math, 85, 95 at 15%. Sorry. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Your business is literally running at 15% of what it was originally running at. There's something called a theatrical window, which I'm a huge moviegoer. I've never heard this term and I found it really interesting. This is the period of time a movie must be shown in theaters before it's released for people to watch at home. So kind of like this is the theater's exclusive to the exclusive rights of the movie. So AMC had an original deal in place with Universal and Universal being the studio AMC, as we know, is the theater where AMC had a 75 day contract to keep the movies that were from Universal Studios in the in the theaters where they couldn't sell it to Amazon or to. It's almost like an, ex- an exclusive yes. for a period of yes. time. Yes. So that window has now been renegotiated by Universal. Down to 17 days. Same with Cinemark, another big theater chain. Um, They had a three-month theatrical window, a little longer, with Universal. That has also been renegotiated down to 17 days. Interesting, right? Wow, that's nuts. Yeah, I honestly feel... I've felt most bad for the theater businesses throughout this whole pandemic. I just feel like out of all the businesses, they are truly in the worst spots. Them stadiums and arenas. But I do know with certain stadiums and arenas, like they were able to put up hospital beds and I'm sure they got paid on that by I don't know the government by somebody like they they turned into like overnight hospitals there really has not been this opportunity for the theaters they're just sort of that sort of business but they are trying to constantly pivot. As much as I've felt for the theaters and sort of almost been angry at the studios in some of our past shows where we've covered this like being like these guys are being jerks. I just feel like the studios at this point have tried to bend so hard to keep the theaters alive and it's proving to be really difficult and I'm starting to sit on the side of the studios like they have to answer to the producers of the movie, to the producers of the shows to all the costs coming on that end. They can't keep like giving their, they can't keep giving away freebies to the theaters and I feel like this is like Universal's being nice like Warner Brothers we'll talk about in a second like Warner Brothers is just sort of like I don't care sorry like really I don't care Universal is trying to say like okay I'm trying I'll give you 17 days but honestly my guess with the streamers is the longer you keep them in in theaters the less money and the less kind of deal that they can get set up to sell to a theater to a streamer right right?
0: and they and the issue here is that like there's just so much real estate, right? Like theaters take up so much real estate, especially for cities. Like their rent must be insane. So I wonder like with a lot of them, like do they own the real estate or are they renting because losing 85% of their revenue is like there, no one might like they won't be able to cover.
1: Well, look at Regal, like, yeah. Regal's closed, right? Or they're totally closing like it's just there's not really another option. So Tenant, the big summer movie vehicle, that was sort of the test. We talked about this on the show. That was like the summer blockbuster. It's supposed to be one of those billion dollar movies. They made three, approximately $350 million as of today, which we uh, write about in Snacks. This did not cover production and marketing costs to make this movie. Like $350 million, like they were, you know, they were set up for a billion dollar deal. The winter blockbuster coming out, Wonder Woman 1984. They, that's what I was saying. Their Warner Brothers movie. They're not taking chances. They're saying whatever theaters can have us, but we're also giving an exclusive to HBO Max on Christmas Day. So they must have. That's how
0: it should be, though. Like it's an day. It's they just like, don't care. You can't. No, but it's almost like even putting out, like, you can't put all your eggs in one basket, which the pandemic has shown Mm -hmm. us. And, like, the theaters are just not being able to produce and perform the way that they used to. And, like, that's on them. Like, I get, like, oh, we should feel bad for theaters because they haven't been able to do anything. But I truly do think that if they really, really wanted to find a pivot and find an opportunity somehow, some way, whether they were becoming a Amazon warehouse or put possible beds in there, whatever it had to be like, but it's an awkward space. I get it's harder. Yeah. It's like, I get, I get that, but I just wonder like what else could they have done? Or maybe could maybe like AMC, Buy into a Netflix, or could they have had some kind of partnership where they're not just solely relying on people inside that theater to make money? Like, yeah. how else could they have done? I think that? how I could they have started their own streaming platform. I don't know, but I just feel they don't like the content I'm, though. I'm just like unimpressed with how they have been able to. Well, I'm more so like their lack of able to adapt to this new environment. their lack
1: of creativity. You mean, right? Yeah,
0: absolutely. Because it's an entertainment um, partner. I feel like they have so many great ideas. Like it's all about being creative yeah. and yet they haven't tried one single thing to bounce back knowing that like the next year I don't think too many people are going to be that excited to be in in a secluded room with a bunch of strangers. yeah and
1: look like they we had we totally feel for them they have been kicked in the nuts the worst like they just like you say there hasn't been a lot of opportunity and I've been coming down so hard on the studios and then I was chatting with my boyfriend and he's just kind of like at some point you know everyone can't be supporting like you can't just keep supporting these people and I think that's sort Good. of what's sort of what's happening there also with Warner like I've met I've done a a couple things with uh, producers at Warner they are the cool kids on the block like Universal is sort of like a step below them so if Warner is like the cool guy is like taking the lead on this now and being like sorry we just don't care about you like you know what I mean I feel like everybody else will be like well Warner's doing it so you know I think we're we're gonna follow along with that now too
0: all right the next story is Heyday, which is a San Francisco tech company, has raised $175 million to help launch Amazon businesses.
1: I saw this. They got funding from like hedge funds, like Amazon. General they got Catalyst, Cosla,
0: yeah. Ventures, like a lot of pretty massive companies. Even executives from Amazon have invested in mm-hmm. this round, which is, says a lot. So let me break this down for you. So Heyday, so essentially like as I'm starting my beauty line called Bea one of the ways that we can sell is on Amazon and everyone's saying you have to be a retailer on Amazon it's a different setup than if I were to go out to Sephora right mm-hmm. Like a lot of retailers have to accept even Walmart they have to accept you to, to in order to sell on in their stores on their websites but Amazon allows you to I think pay a fee or like a transaction um, price out of your sales to be on their platform and anyone can join and I think that's why they have sometimes quality issues because they don't always vet who's reselling on their platform and i posted
1: about this this bullshit jacket i bought on amazon fashion i expected more out of them and but was that owned by amazon or a third-party retailer no it literally the jacket because i i I posted like i have this cute puffer that i showed you before like 300 hundred dollar jacket i'm running in it's getting ruined amazon fashion does this line it was like 30 bucks i was like whatever i just need like some puffer that i can sweat in and run in and work out in. And it was just like the worst material I've ever experienced. So, so I that's to call different.
0: Them so that that's because Amazon is the retailer. I'm talking about people like Bea, like me or like yeah. even if you buy your cosmetics, right? Like Bobby Brown cosmetics mm-hmm. would be the retailer selling it to you, but they're just living on the Amazon platform. So 60% of Amazon Marketplace sales are made up of sales from third party sellers. That means that it's not the coat that you just bought, Jess, which is sold directly from Amazon. It's people who are buying their makeup Indirectly from Bobby Brown or buying it from Redkin, or whatever else. And that's a huge number because we know Amazon's a massive giant. Mm-hmm. And so a company like Heyday Day recognize that there's a huge opportunity where there's all these mom and pop sellers who are very much small businesses. And they might be making a couple hundred thousand, maybe a few million dollars on this one platform called Amazon. But to collectively, they are making a ton of money. And so, So I don't get what
1: these guys do though. Like, what are they going to do for the business?
0: So, the opportunity that they saw was let's try to launch, grow, invest in all these small businesses, which are often solo entrepreneurs who may be working out of their homes, probably don't have an office, who are limited by capital because they're not big enough or they don't want to grow. Maybe they just don't have the means to grow big enough. um, Oh, cool. So, my friend, my friend uh,
1: Catherine is launching this bikini line so she would put it on here and if they are interested in her they could help her grow is that sort of the idea exactly so like for to put it into
0: my experience so bea is going to be in my beauty line that i self-start and i can go on amazon without having to be accepted you Mm -hmm. go on there you can start selling your products but then heyday can come in here and be like you know what we see your margins we think you have huge potential to not just make a couple hundred thousand but we think you could be making 10 million dollars let's improve your technology, let's work on your resources, how do we ramp up your advertising? Um, like their whole point is eventually to build out technology to figure out and tell these smaller brands when to ramp up advertising, how to adjust their pricing, how much inventory to order. Like they're helping shape these smaller businesses into big beasts and along the way, they're making money.
1: Um, I wonder, they're gonna be needing our sponsor, Millennium link to fill all the tech spots there, right? To right? Grow that. yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, if they're raising $175 million sounds like they're definitely gonna need a few more team members
1: that's so <laughs> cool because it's like a platform with like they're saying okay we're hosts it's like podcasting it's what it reminds me of like a network that hosts all these things it'd be so cool if there was like somebody coming in saying like a little boom, bit of money i like that one i like that one there's potential there there i definitely see
0: yeah what a exactly. great business this is that's right it's essentially providing a way for small businesses to receive funding because you think of either right now there's the option of like bootstrapping mm-hmm. you know they talk about like raising from angels where that's a couple hundred thousand or venture capital which is like if you can make hundred million dollars in year one, then you can get funding. But if you're just someone who maybe is going to, you know, like you want to have a growing bikini line, yep. like your friend, but you don't want to take, you know, you don't see it growing into a billion dollar company. Most people are not going to invest because there's not a big enough multiple. And but it doesn't mean that it's not a healthy, profitable business. Oh, will. So this that's is the next Frank's
1: Bikinis. I'm telling you, her line it. looks amazing. Now, for a quick interruption, I just want to ask something out of you guys. If you were listening to the show today and have not subscribed, would you mind just taking a couple of seconds to do so? It's super simple. I'm going to walk you through it really quick. All you have to do is pick up your phone that you're listening to the show on. Go to the main screen. You should see a purple icon. It almost looks like a satellite dish, and it says podcast below it. Once you open that up, in the search icon, type in cake for breakfast, the show will come up and just hit the subscribe button. It's free for you and very meaningful for me. It supports my business. And honestly, Oprah asks her listeners to the same thing, so I don't feel weird about it. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening and thank you even more for supporting the show today. All right, the crown news, Brit how much more are you going to let me talk about the crown
0: (laughs) I mean it's so funny because I've had a lot of my friends uh, one of my friends Irina, she's like I'm so impressed with Jess's knowledge on the crown I'm like "Yes." is this your like hint at me finally watching it (laughs) and they're now having hangouts without me because they all watch the crown and I don't so I'm starting to get some FOMO so I think that during Christmas break or Thanksgiving break I'm gonna have to start the series
1: well I just feel like wasn't Kate like in my household my mother loved the Queen my aunt like my grandmas Like everybody loved the queen I feel like that In the 80s The royal family Was sort of like The modern day Kardashians No? Cause Ooh I like that comparison I Right? Guess,
0: even especially now Like there's a princess die was like, like Kim Kardashian. It was like yeah, Kimmy K. Chris Jenner wild. was like the
1: queen. <laughs> princess Anne was like uh, Chloe, maybe, maybe Courtney, maybe more Courtney. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Rob was like Prince Andrew. Just kidding. Sorry, Rob. We love you. So this story today: the queen's eldest granddaughter, Princess Zara. Uh, princess Zara is Princess Anne's oldest child. Princess Anne from The Crown is the queen's husband's favorite daughter. She's like the Olympian. She's in the show, like a. Ma- a very main character in the show anyway her and her husband were both equestrians and Zara I ended up in my research I didn't realize she won like a silver medal at the Olympics so I thought that was kind of cool like if both your parents didn't get you know make it to that level and then you did that's kind of neat but she married this guy named Mike Tindall. I remember when they got married he's this big tough looking guy former professional rugby player um, my friend that lives in London I asked her she's like people really like Zara and Mike they're like down to earth and cool and Mike's kind of like is he hot? He sounds really hot. The thing that's not hot about him is his face. He's got kind of those funny Ugh. teeth. This guy's like a bur- like overweight almost is what I'm trying to say. Uh. <laughs> but I heard that he actually watches The Crown, right? No, that's the story. That's what's so funny. So he goes on this podcast and admitted he watches The Crown and enjoys it, but also says, in quotes, Remember everyone, it is a drama, so it's going to be made into a bit of a drama. So that was the first <laughs> thing. And then my favorite thing he said is, He would like Jason Statham to play him in season five. But doesn't that, like, in the, we watch The Crown, like, they don't have friends, it feels, you know, they have their acquaintances or whatever. But it really is, like, especially that one scene where they're all standing in a circle, like, before dinner. Like, they very much are Kardashian-style, where they do everything as a family. They have, and then they go out and do their social things that are expected of them. But first and foremost, it's the family. So, Him, like, saying that really makes me feel like they're all like, yes, yes, you know what? I would love, like, Anne Hathaway to play me. Like, I just could see (laughs) that conversation happening in the Royal Palace. You think
0: that's dinner table conversations happening like that?
1: I also feel like Meghan Markle with her, like, busting in and busting around and just, like, not giving too much shits about anything like i feel like that's why you have royals going on podcasts now because everyone's like okay well megan just did like a hundred million dollar netflix deal like why can't why can't we go on a podcast (laughs) right okay so if you follow me on instagram
0: you know one getting COVID tests is basically like my hobby and two (laughs) i've been desperately trying to find a place to get a test because uh every place in new york city has like i went last weekend and it was a three and a half hour wait the lines I, are in they're like five six yeah. hours and so i posted on my story it was stories, never like, like that though i posted on my stories like does anyone have any recommendations i've been getting a ton and one person she's actually i went to school with her she's one of our Butini clients and she told me if you are shit out of luck with covid tests this is the newest way to get tested like my mind is blown and actually literally a second ago a resi opened up for tomorrow and i'm gonna get tested through the city
1: winery this is the best story we've ever brought on this show like it's this insane. Is insane i was
0: like wait why i had no idea so city winery in new york city they have a new location on pier 57 and they are the first restaurant to pilot a new way to dine with
1: a side of rapid tests. That's so cool. Like that's such a cool pivot. It's like bougie, it's chic, it's of the moment and it makes you feel so safe. I know, so my friend was like,
0: yeah, her uncle is an owner of this restaurant and so they're piloting this to see if it works. And I think it's brilliant because They always say as business, like solve someone's problem, right? Don't just push out a product. One of the biggest problems with restaurants is that people are afraid about getting COVID if they go out to eat. So here they're offering a solution where they're like, listen, how it works is starting Today, November 23rd, people who eat at City Winery on both Tuesdays or Wednesdays will have to take a $50 rapid test. But once you get it and you're waiting for your results, they're going to give you bubbly to sip on. And once you test negative, you guys can galavant into the dining room for
1: your dinner. The only thing with this uh, new pilot program is like, if you're standing in this room, I pictured already, it's probably like one of those... Glass, or you know, those what do they call Those like white tent kind of areas where they're serving champagne and everyone's feeling good and excited. And then, like, somebody comes up to you in a hazmat suit, they're like, Sir, could you step out of line? Like, I would just lose it, I would like run out of there. You know what well, I mean? Well, I was thinking originally and this would be a
0: great way to date someone new because you don't really know who they've been surrounding <laughs> oh themselves God, with. So you true. know, but how embarrassing would it be if you got all jacked out? And you know, you like to go to dry bar before your dates. Like, mm-hmm. imagine getting all dolled up, really excited to see this super hot guy. And then you're just sipping bubbly. You're having a great conversation. And someone's like, excuse me, ma'am, please <laughs> exit our premise. You are contaminated with COVID. Like, what the fuck? You would never get a second date. Like, that would be oh God, horrible for your dating life at the same time. But... I mean, I'd be embarrassed probably until I found another hot guy.
1: (laughs) I like this this whole idea. City Winery is like, how would you describe it? It's not an Acme. I get like Tao vibes from it. Really? No, I feel like it's like a, I always thought there was like country music, concerts. Yeah, it's live music. Like live
0: band, Mm -hmm. chill, like picnic in the park vibes but has like candles on the tables to make romantic they have weddings there but they serve Um, probably like
1: an 18 dollar burger an 18 dollar flatbread and like a 22 dollar fish like very affordable. they
0: they have the city uh vineyard that's right on the west side highway that's really cute they are they're all different and they're actually um word is that they're also building a location upstate new york for weddings as well Cool. Um, so if you're looking for a fun place one of my friends actually just messaged me about potentially getting married at city winery awesome place and honestly this is exciting because today we woke up with the the news of the third vaccine happening and then which Mm -hmm. means I think supposedly, according to Trader Joe, like 20 million people should be able to get the vaccine by year end. And now you're getting all these great options when it comes to eating and getting COVID tests um, and not waiting six hours for a test. So that's pretty cool. I just got a reservation for tomorrow at 6.30. So I'm probably going to go with my dad. And this is going to be a great way to hopefully start the Thanksgiving so my mom's not freaking out
1: about COVID. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. The final piece to our show is our question of the day so we sort of were playing around with this do we like it do we not and I got a bunch of messages from people saying hey I loved the question segment so we're excited about it please send us content that we can work with and we can run through with you guys because it's actually kind of fun isn't it Britt it's so much fun I love hearing the juicy gossip that you guys all have all right so today's story that I pulled I got a bunch of good stuff I got somebody asking how do I work in the U.S. um as a Canadian somebody else saying how um Um, I'm tired of hearing the conversation. I can't handle the pandemic anymore. That I so related to. I just felt like I would go off on that one. So I went with this one. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just, I'm over that. Aren't you? Like I'm over that same conversation with everyone. It's like, okay, we all know that. What's step two? But today's cake is from a girl who says... I am over watching people document every minute of their baby story. I love kids and I want to have them someday, but I don't need a play-by-play of every minute of someone's pregnancy journey slash infertility journey, etc. I know this is a big theme for people these days. Am I just out of touch? What do you think, Britt?
0: Um, Honestly, I feel like this is fast and I love listening to these stories actually one of my doctors um who I adore like she's been opening up about her IVF journey and I had no idea what that process looked like and there's no real way for you to know that so in depth as to like follow along someone that you can ask openly these questions about their experience so I think it's huge I think there's a huge stigma about getting pregnant and some you know if social media was just like about the highlights you'd think that everyone can get pregnant in a second but that's not the case and so by people sharing their journeys of like hey it took us a few years but we're now pregnant with twins or hey um you know this is what we're going through to hopefully have a family i love that and i think that it helps open conversation so so women don't feel so alone
1: and i kind of agree with this girl if i'm being honest like Maybe it's just because of the exact age I'm at. I feel like everybody, this is their like baby moment. And I don't need to, I, I do not like seeing sonograms. I, I just why? don't. Why, what, keep, why? I just think it's personal, it's weird. It's like not a developed baby yet. It makes me feel weird when people show me those pictures. I'm gonna my like some of my best friends have done that and I'm kind of like, oh nice. I don't, I never see it. You're supposed to see it. I don't like sonograms. I don't need to be alone. You know, somebody has a sonogram. Then they have the pregnancy stick picture. Like, it's just too much. It's like, okay, keep some of this stuff to yourself. All right, play of the day. I'm really excited about this one. We have A Rainy Day in New York put on by Amazon Studios. It's a movie. You can buy it on Amazon. You know how they have that new releases tab, which came out whatever in the summer. All right, this is a super controversial movie that has finally been released. Um, It was like it will likely be the last movie you ever see from Woody Allen unless he goes into like the independent thing but the guy's like 80 something now like he's probably at the end of it too but do
0: you know that he actually plays clarinet every tuesday or yeah every tuesday I mean, granted, before pandemic at the Carlisle.
1: I did not know that until you told yes. me. And <laughs> I am, like, dying over that. Because I just can't. First of all, who plays the clarinet? That's such a weird. That's such a Me Too guy type instrument. No offense to clarinet players. I didn't realize Woody Allen got
0: canceled during the Me Too movement. I had yeah. no idea. I watched him. And I was really excited to go to Cafe <laughs> Carlisle. Actually, I was supposed to bring this guy. The same guy who canceled me during Thanksgiving two years ago.
1: Oh, my God. I hate that guy. I didn't know if i were going to talk yeah, about that or not.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. True. 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 Yes, there was two years ago. I was dating this guy. I hated him. Seemed promising, forty years old. You think he had his shit together? Mm -hmm. And so we bought these tickets. I did. Um, because he really wanted to go see Woody Allen in the jazz club, probably a big sign. Of big like, okay, sign. A Did he play the
1: clarinet as well? <laughs> <laughs> That's why I dumped him.
0: No, no, but he ended up like canceling on Thanksgiving with me, like the day of, and then the next week we were supposed to go see Woody Allen at this jazz club, and then I was left with like four hundred dollars worth. Of oh, tickets. I hate this guy so. He was yeah, Australian, still, bad. wasn't he? yeah
1: women beware handsome 40 year old australian where do you find them (laughs) all over new york city so (laughs) anyway so woody allen yeah basically got canceled during me too for marrying one of his daughters and molesting the other so that sucks ew but how did
0: why his movies are great He's married currently to the Sue so ye- Yi.
1: Yeah, so he, him and Mia Farrow had this like big New York City relationship. One lived on like the west side, one lived on the east side, and they had these two kids. Ronan Farrow, who is one of, uh, who is basically the guy who like initiated the whole Me Too movement. He's the one who brought down Weinstein. Apparently Weinstein like was trying to have him killed for a while. That's another story that before the big Vanity Fair article drop. Then he had this other daughter, and she came out, and she was like, Dad molested me as a kid or whatever. And then Ronan was backing it up, but it, people were kind of like, Is that true? Is she making it? Like, she sort of got that pushback. Um, but what was gross was that he had an adopted daughter, Sun They adopted, he, yeah.
0: And then he ended up marrying her I
1: feel like they adopted, like, six kids, actually, for some reason. They had, like, sort of an Angelina Jolie, Brad Pitt thing going on with a bunch of kids, but... He, yeah, whatever, I guess she saw something in him one day, and the next thing, you know, he was her daddy, not her dad anymore, so. Oh my God. <laughs> anyway, but this movie, like, I, I was really upset when Amazon Studios, they were like, eh, we don't know like, if we want to release that. It's it got Woody Allen's name all over it. It's so unfair because, like, one of the main characters, Timothy... Chalamet, is that how you say that guy's name? Like this would have been a huge role that I mean, he's huge now, but at the time I bet he was just like dying inside. Like that's a huge main that was kind of right around the time of Call Me by Your Name. Yeah, I
0: mean, Actually, I mean it it just stinks. we talked about this with Ellen DeGeneres. When people get canceled, it's not just them who get canceled, it's everyone who's a part of the project or the show or the company. And so here he did gross things. Yes. And disturbing things. And then you have like Selena Gomez do Law, like you, Timothy, you have Ella Fanning. There are so many people who worked like years or two, at least a year on a project. And now they can't get
1: their stern because mm-hmm. an
0: asshole screwed it up. Like that's just so unfair. Bert, you make such
1: them. a good point. Cause I feel bad for Selena Gomez as much as I feel bad for like the sound engineer. Like this is, yeah, this is a group collab work. So I feel I'm so over cancel culture where one person ruins it for everybody and all these people don't have their work to show so they did an interest they sold this internationally first and then they brought it here again like Woody Allen does Blue Jasmine um Say You Love Me or whatever that one with Goldie Hahn is uh he did the one with Emma Stone the Hollywood one like he does like Annie Hall all those like old movies Manhattan like he, his movies are good I hate it I hate that he's a creep because his movies are really good Anyway, that is our show for today. We'll have a happy Thanksgiving no matter where you are. Reach out to us if you want
0: some love. We're thinking of you guys and your families, and we'll see you next week. We'll
1: see you next week. We have no episode on Thursday. Peace love what you heard today please rate review and subscribe guys we are really trying to get our review numbers up because our download numbers are going up so we want the reviews to reflect that it takes literally two minutes hit the purple podcast icon button on your phone it's an app and just put in a review you can say great work guys love the show Brittany. you're hilarious just i love you whatever you want just throw us a review we'll be ever so happy you can add us on Instagram at girl on the or at Brittany.lo, that's B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y dot L-O, or at Cake for Breakfast Podcast.
0: All right, that's all for today. Don't forget to tune in Tuesdays and Thursdays
1: for Cake for Breakfast. And once again, we love our sponsor, Millenni Link. And by using code CAKE-C-A-K-E C-A-K-E, as the promo code, you will get 25% off your hiring fees now through Christmas. So just go onto their website ww.millenilink, M-I-L-L-E-N-I-L-I-N-K dot com slash contact dash us and you will get 25% off those hiring fees. So reach out, get connected, and achieve your hiring goals now.